the neurons that restore walking after paralysis. An article by Claudia Cathy, Gregoire Cotin and others from the Fitech Center for Interventional Neurotherapies, Lausanne, Switzerland, Nature 2022. A spinal cord injury interrupts pathways from the brain and brain steam that project to the lumbar spinal cord, leading to paralysis. Here we show the spatiotemporal epidural electrical stimulation EES of the lumbar spinal cord applied during neural rehabilitation EES rehab restored walking nine individuals with chronic spinal cord injury. This recovery involved a reduction in neural activity in the lumbar spinal cord of humans during walking. We hypothesized that this unprecedented reduction reflects activity-dependent selection of specific neural subpopulations that become essential for patients to walk after spinal cord injury. To identify these putative neurons, we modeled the technological and therapeutic features underlying EES rehab in mice. We applied single nucleus RNA sequencing and spatial transcriptomics to the spinal cords of these mice to chart a specially restored molecular atlas of recovery from paralysis. We then employed cell type and spatial prioritization to identify the neurons involved in the recovery of walking. A single population of excitatory interneurons nested within intermediate laminae emerged. Although these neurons are not required for walking before spinal cord injury, we demonstrate that they are essential for the recovery of walking with EES following spinal cord injury. Augmenting the activity of these neurons, phenocopied the recovery of walking enabled by EES rehab, whereas ablating them prevented the recovery of walking that occurs spontaneously after moderate spinal cord injury. We thus identified a recovery-organizing neuron subpopulation that is necessary and sufficient to regain walking after paralysis. Moreover, our methodology establishes a framework for using molecular cartography to identify the neurons that produce complex behaviors. The neurons that orchestrate walking reside in the lumbar spinal cord. To walk, the brain broadcasts comments through descending pathways that cascade from the brain stem to activate these neurons. A severe spinal cord injury (SCI) scatters these exquisitely organized communication system, whereas the neurons located in the lumbar spinal cord are not directly damaged by the injury. The depletion of essential supraspinal commands renders them non-functional. The consequence is permanent paralysis. Isolated case studies have reported that EES can immediately reactivate non-functional neurons in the lumbar spinal cord, enabling people with paralysis to walk. Application of EES during neurorehabilitation EES rehab further improved recovery of walking even when the stimulation was turned off. The biological principles through which EES rehab engages and remodels the lumbar spinal cord to restore walking remain unknown. Here we hypothesize that EES rehab must engage and remodel essential yet unidentified neurons in the spinal cord that become 
necessary for walking after paralysis. EES Rehab remodels the human spinal cord. We first tested whether EES Rehab can restore walking across a large population of individuals with SCI and whether this recovery involves remodeling of the lumbar spinal cord. Nine individuals were enrolled in the first inhuman clinical trial, stimulation movement overground, STEMO, which aimed to establish the safety and feasibility of EES Rehab to improve the recovery of walking in people with chronic SCI. EES Rehab combines a surgically implanted neurostimulator interface to a multi-electrode pedal lead that enables closed-loop control of biomimetic EES protocols and overground neurorehabilitation supported in a multidirectional robotic support system. The first six participants presented with severe or complete motor paralysis, but all of them had retained some degree of sensation in the legs. The other three participants presented with some sensory motor paralysis. The first six participants were implanted with a repurposed pedal laid originally developed to treat neuropathic pain, and the last three were implanted with a newly designed purpose-built pedal lead that aimed to target the ensemble of thoracic lumbar and sacrodorsal roots involved in the production of walking. Biomimetic EES protocols immediately enabled all nine participants to improve or regain the ability to walk while supported in the robotic interface. Moreover, the participants, including two with complete sensory motor paralysis, could exert volitional control over the amplitude of their steps when EES was turned on. After the initial phase of configuration, the participants underwent EES rehab for five months, with consistent standing, walking and performing various exercises with EES on, four to five times per week. Weight-bearing capacities improved considerably over time, which enabled the participants to walk outdoors with EES on and an assistive device for stability. Participants who exhibited residual function before ES rehab displayed a pronounced increase in lower limb motor scores that restored walking even in the absence of EES in four participants. These results support the primary, secondary endpoint of the clinical trial. The sustained recovery of walking suggested that EES rehab remodels the spinal cord. We speculated that this remodeling must be reflected in the activity of neurons during walking. To address this possibility, we quantify the metabolic activity of the spinal cord in response to walking before and after ES rehab using positron emission tomography PET, of 18 fluorodeoxyglucose FDG uptake. 18 FDG PET. Walking elicited pronounced activity within lumbar segments, unexpectedly, EES rehab led to a decrease in this activity. This reduction in the neural activity in the lumbar spinal cord supported the hypothesis that EES rehab steers activity-dependent selection of specific neural subpopulations that become essential for walking after paralysis. EES rehab remodels the mouse spinal cord. 
Reasons that in defying the neural subpopulation selected during the recovery of walking with EES rehab would require preclinical model in which genetically defined neuronal subpopulations could be catalogued, dissected, and manipulated. Therefore, we established a translational framework in mouse to replicate the key technological and therapeutic features of EES rehab in humans. Mice received a severe mid-thoracic constitution that replicates the most common pathophysiology of human SCIs. Virus-mediated neuronal tract tracing combined with clarity-optimized light sheet microscopy revealed a complete interruption of corticospinal tract fibers and pronounced depletion of glutamatergic reticulospinal fibers below the injury. These SCI-induced permanent paralysis. We then leveraged previous designs to construct a new robotic interface optimized to support the small body weight of mice. We also engineered EES protocols that avoid off-target recruitment of ventral roots caused by the small size of the mouse spinal cord. These protocols increase the range of stimulation amplitude over which stepping could be improved. When EES was turned on, the mice immediately regained the ability to walk while supported in the robotic interface. To model the voluntarily modulation of walking observed in humans, when EES is turned on, we manipulated the activity of motor cortex projection neurons using optogenetics. We previously showed that after contusion SCI, glutamatergic neurons located in the ventral gigantocellular rely commence from motor cortex neurons, the lumbar spinal cord, to modulate leg muscle activity. Here we found that activating motor cortex neurons during EES induced an immediate increase in step high that scaled up with laser intensity. We incorporated all these developments into an EES rehab protocol that restored walking in all the tested mice. This recovery persisted when EES was turned off. We then asked whether EES rehab induced a reduction in neuronal activity in the lumbar spinal cord of mice during walking, as observed in humans. To answer this question, we performed walled spinal cord labeling of C-Force, a maker of transcription induced by neuronal activity. Clarity-optimized light sheet microscopy enabled the automated detection of CFOS in response to walking throughout the lumbar spinal cord. We found a pronounced reduction in the number of CFOS on neurons in mice that had undergone EES rehab compared with mice that did not undergo EES rehab. Together, these results demonstrate that our framework recapitulates the key technological and therapeutic features of EES rehab observed in humans, thus providing the necessary experimental conditions to identify the neural subpopulations selected by EES rehab to restore walking after paralysis. Molecular Cartography of Walking we anticipated that identifying the neural subpopulations that were engaged and remodeled with EES rehab would require an atlas that catalogues the molecular responses of each neural subpopulation across the key therapeutic features of EES rehab. 
To generate these atlas, we leveraged high-throughput technologies that allowed us to interrogate the spinal cord at single-cell resolution. We first used single-nucleus RNA sequencing to provide the lumbar spinal cord of mice. We devised a progression of eight experimental conditions that captured the key therapeutic features of EES rehab, including terminal conditions executed for 30 minutes immediately prior to euthanasia. We obtained high-quality transcriptomes from 82,093 nuclei that were evenly presented across 24 mice from all eight conditions. Unsupervised clustering identified all of the major cell types of the mouse spinal cord. We then subjected the 20,990 neurons to a second round of clustering, which identified 36 subpopulations of neurons expressing classical marker genes. Our taxonomy recapitulated the known hierarchical organization of neural subpopulations in the spinal cord. We detected a clear segregation of spinal cord neurons based on the expression of classical dorsal and ventral marker genes. This dichotomy compelled us to map our single-cell cartography onto the cytoarchitecture of the spinal cord. We therefore leveraged spatial transcriptomics to resolve the spatial distribution of gene expression in the lumbar spinal cord across key features of EES rehab. We sequenced 61 high-quality sections to a median depth of 16,384 UMIs per barcode. To enable comparisons across experimental conditions, we registered all 22,177 barcodes within these 61 sections to a common coordinate system. We first verified the expected localization of marker genes for dorsal and ventral regions, as well as for canonical neuron subpopulations. We then aimed to localize all the 36 neuron subpopulations from our single nucleus RNA sequencing data within the lumbar spinal cord by deconvolving the cellular identities of each spatial barcode. We found that neural subpopulations identified by single nucleus RNA sequencing occupied distinct regions of the spinal cord that agreed with the assigned transcriptional identities. We validated the spatial location of key neural subpopulations using multiplex RNA scope. The spatially dissolved single cell atlas of the lumbar spinal cord established in molecular cartography to navigate the uncharted populations of neurons that restore walking after paralysis and thus identify recovery-organizing neurons. Identifying recovery-organizing neurons We next leveraged these comprehensive atlas of the lumbar spinal cord to identify the neural subpopulations that are engaged and remodeled by EES Rehab. We initially sought to identify neural subpopulations engaged by EES Rehab on the basis of the upregulation of immediate early genes. However, the low expression of immediate early genes such as CFOS in single nucleus RNA sequencing data impeded these analyses. To overcome the shortcoming of single gene mark analysis, we developed and validated the concept of cell type prioritization. We captured this concept in a machine learning method named ALGOR, 
that identify cell types that become more transcriptionally separable in response to biological perturbations. We hypothesized that the neural subpopulations selected during the recovery of walking would be perturbed by each key therapeutic feature of EES rehab. To test this hypothesis, we applied AUGUR as a molecular compass to prioritize perturbation-responsive neurons within our atlas of the lumbar spinal cord. Strikingly, we found the two populations of excitatory lumbar spinal cord interneurons that expressed VSX2 and the marker of cordial spinal cord neurons HOXA10 were prioritized in response to every therapeutic feature of EES rehab. This unexpected finding was robust to the resolution used to define neural subpopulations. The prioritized neurons resembled developmentally defined V2A neurons located in the lumbar spinal cord. We asked whether these prioritization reflected transcriptional changes that were compatible with the immediate recovery of walking with EES and the long-term improvement following EES rehab. We identified an enrichment of immediate early genes within SCVSX2 HOXA10 neurons in response to walking with EES. This transcriptional activity contrasted with the modulation of genes associated with long-lasting structure modeling following EES rehab. We next sought to resolve the spatial topography of this perturbation response. We developed a new method that extends the concept of cell type prioritization to spatial transcriptomics data, which are named Megalin. Megalan uses a spatial nearest neighbors framework to prioritize perturbation response regions in a biological tissue. To validate this approach, we generated simulated datasets with specially complex perturbations. In every scenario, Megalan correctly identified the perturbation responsive regions. Within the spinal cord, Megalan circumscribed the walking associated perturbation response to immediate laminis which coincided with the location of SCVSX2 oxytan neurons and to ventral laminas in which neurons producing motor patterns reside. To corroborate the spatial prioritizations assigned by Megalin, we embedded our single nucleus transcriptomes within the common coordinate system of the mouse spinal cord. We observed a significant correlation between cell type and spatial prioritization scores assigned by Algo and Megalin at matching spatial coordinates. Moreover, we found that the spatial coordinates aligned to SCVSX2 oxytan neurons coincided with the most perturbation responsive regions. Features of SCVSX2 oxytan neurons Cell type and spatial prioritization data implied that excitatory interneurons located in intermediate laminae are the putative neurons that restore walking after paralysis. Therefore, we anticipated that these neurons must possess anatomical and functional features compatible with the key therapeutic features of EES rehab. We first asked whether SCVSX2 oxytan neurons are endowed with the appropriate anatomical connectome. 
ES is known to enable walking through the recruitment of large diameter afferents. We also know that reticulospinal neurons from the VGI mediate the volutational modulation of walking during ES. Therefore, we hypothesize that projections from large diameter afferents and reticulospinal neurons converge onto SCVSX2 oxygen neurons. Monosynaptically restricted transsynaptic tracing revealed the SCVSX2 oxygen neurons receive direct synaptic projections from large diameter afferents of parvalbumin, expressing neurons located in dorsal root ganglia, PV1, and from neurons located in the VGI. Single unit recordings of optogenetically identified SCVSX2 oxygen neurons confirmed that both reticulospinal neuron and large diameter ferrets elicit short latency responses in a subset of the same SCVSX2 oxygen neurons. Consistent with this functional connectivity, we found that EES rehab increased the density of synaptic projections from large diameter ferrons and reticulospinal fibers onto SCVSX2 oxygen neurons. We speculated that SCVX2 oxygen neurons would also project to neurons involved in the production of walking. He found the SCVSX2 oxygen neurons exclusively project to the ventrospinal cord, where they establish dense synaptic oppositions onto 52% of glutamatergic glut on, 77% of gabinergic GABA on, and 56% of cholinergic CHAT on neurons located in the ventrospinal cord. SCI induced a pronounced reduction in the density of synaptic oppositions from SCVSX2 oxygen neurons onto ventral-located GABA-ON neurons. This reorganization was not observed in mice that had undergone EES rehab. We next reasoned that if EES rehab mediates activity-dependent selection of SCVSX2 oxygen neurons, these neurons must remain activated during walking after ES rehab. Despite the substantial reduction in the number of CFOS on neurons during walking in mice that had undergone ES rehab, we found that this transcriptional activity doubled in SCVSX2 oxygen neurons after ES rehab. We finally surmised that if SC VSX2 oxygen neurons are essential for walking after ES rehab, they must modify how the spinal cord responds to ES. To test this hypothesis, we quantified the responses in leg muscles following the application of ES pulses. We found the SCI led to the development of aberrant long latency responses that have been linked to poor walking performance in rodents and humans. ES rehab abolished these responses in both mice and humans. To assess whether SCVSX2 oxygen neurons contribute to these responses, we manipulated the activity using chemogenetics. Inactivation of SCVSX2 oxygen neurons after ES rehab 
phenocopied the emergency of aberrant responses observed in mice with chronic SCI, whereas the activation in mice with SCI abolished these responses. We concluded that SCVSX2 oxytan urines located in the intermediate laminae of the lumbar spinal cord possess the anatomical and functional properties that are compatible with the key therapeutic features of EES rehab. The neurons that restore walking. We next aim to determine whether SCVSX2 oxytan neurons are necessary and sufficient to restore walking after paralysis. We first tested whether SCVSX2 oxytan neurons are necessary for the production of walking in healthy mice. Optogenetic and chemogenetic inactivation as well as target ablation of SCVSX2 oxytan neurons had no detectable impact on basic walking. To interrogate the role of SCVSX2 oxytan neurons after ES rehab, we augmented our wireless system for spinal cord optogenetics with electrodes. On the same epidural implant, we integrated both red-shifted micro-LEDs to deliver deeply penetrating photostimulation electrodes to enable walking with ES. Optogenetic inactivation of SCVSX2 oxytan urines in mice with SCI instantly suppressed walking enabled by EES. Walking resumed immediately when the micro LEDs were turned off. We confirmed these results using chemogenetic inactivation. Conversely, activation of SC. VSX2 oxytan urines with chronic paralysis instantly phenocopied the essential elements of the recovery of walking observed in mice that had undergone EES rehab, regardless of whether EES was switched on or off. In turn, chronic chemogenetic activation of SCVSX2 oxytan urines in mice that underwent rehabilitation without EES led to a recovery of walking similar to that in mice than the went ES rehab. Because silencing of SCVSX2 oxytan urine suppressed walking after SCI, we surmised that chronic silencing of these neurons would prevent recovery response to ES rehab. We validated this prediction with sustained chemogenetic silencing of SCVSX2 oxytan urines. This prevention of recovery coincided with an expected retraction of projections from SCVSX2 oxytan urines, combined with the suppression of the increase in the density of reticulospinal and large diameter ferrant projections onto SCVSX2 oxytan neurons. We finally asked whether the role of SCVSX2 oxytan neurons was confined to ES rehab or if their participation is a fundamental requirement for recovery from SCI. To answer this question, we studied whether the ablation of SCVSX10 oxytenurins impaired the recovery of walking that naturally occurs following a lateral hemisection of the spinal cord. We found that in the absence of SCVSX2 oxytenurins in the lumbar spinal cord, mice failed to fully recover 
walking after lateral hemisection SCI. This failure was paralleled by a reduced growth of residual reticulospinal projections into grey matter territories below the injury. These experiments confirmed that the participation of SCVSX2 oxytenurins is a fundamental requirement for the recovery of walking after paralysis. Discussion Here we show that AES rehab restored walking and improved the neurological status of nine people with chronic SCI. This recovery demonstrates the therapeutic efficacy of AES rehab in a large number of people who exhibited neurological deficits spanning the entire range of severities after SCI, thus opening a path for the clinical deployment of this therapy. This recovery involved an unexpected reduction of the neural activity in the lumbar spinal cord during walking. To understand the underlying mechanisms, we developed a preclinical model that recapitulates the key therapeutic features of EES rehab in humans, including this reduction of neural activity. This model enabled us to establish a spatially resolved single-cell atlas of the lumbar spinal cord during recovery from paralysis. Interrogation of these atlas revealed that AES rehab leads to activity-dependent selection of a single neuron subpopulation expressing PSX2 and the caudal spinal cord-specifying transcription factor HOXA10. These neurons originate from a subset of developmentally defined V2A neurons, which describe a family of neuronal subpopulations distributed along the neuraxis. Specific subpopulations of V2A neurons in the brain stem, cervical spinal cord, and lumbar spinal cord have been implicated in different aspects of motor control. Here we demonstrate that SCVSX2 oxytocin neurons are uniquely positioned to transform information from brain stem locomotor regions and large diameter ferrons into executive commands that are broadcast to the ventral located neurons responsible for the production of walking. Whereas these neurons are not critical for walking, in the absence of SCI, they become recovery organizing cells after SCI. These results demonstrate the essential role of SCVSX2 oxytocin neurons in orchestrating recovery from paralysis. However, numerous neural subpopulations in the brain and spinal cord must also contribute to the production and recovery of walking. For example, ventral inhibitor neurons, V1 and V2B neurons, which are located downstream to SCVSX2 oxytocin neurons, were prioritized in specific comparisons involving the long-term recovery of walking following ES rehab. These neurons are likely to coincide with GABA-owned neurons that receive a two-fold increase in the density of projections from SCVSX2 oxytocin neurons following ES rehab. This reorganization may contribute to the overall decrease in number of transcriptionally active neurons during walking in response to ES rehab. Understanding the contributions of each neuron subpopulation to complex behaviors such as walking is a fundamental challenge in neuroscience. Here we describe unbiased methodologies that leverage comparative single-cell genomics 
to circumscribe the cellular and spatial origin of perturbation responses. The application of algo and megalin to single nucleus and spatial transcriptomes provides a generalizable framework to prioritize cellular subpopulations in any biological tissue in response to any biological stimulus. Thank you for listening to this article. Please follow me on Twitter, PubReading and on all podcast platforms so we can stay in touch and you can listen to the next scientific article.